The MX Vice Show. Welcome to episode 36 of the MX Vice Show. Absolute miracle we are still going. This corona has derailed our, our season. It's, it's just bad. It's so bad, we are now interviewing the winner of the Slovenian Championship. Anyway, I'm James Burfield of MX Vice, and with me is Fug Life MX Vice editor, Lewis Phillips, and Rob from Jukebox Beats. Although I'm in the studio, Lewis still isn't. Today's show is brought to you by Seven, Talon, Planet Moto, Kawasaki UK, Yoko, Prox, Liat, Hinson, KYB, and Evenstrokes.com. If you've not heard of Evenstrokes, get your butts over to Evenstrokes.com. Basically, it's a, it's a shop. Um, it's behind kind of MX Vice, and it helps support us and, and keeps us running. Uh, rather than asking for handouts and um, setting up crowdfunding and God knows what else to support the business, we decided to set up even strokes and try and make motocross a little bit affordable. There's a loyalty scheme there, so everything you buy, you get points back and you can put it towards future purchases. So that's our way of kind of helping the community. We'll be sponsoring riders, sponsoring clubs, sponsoring championships, competitions, helping riders and putting back into British motocross and European motocross. So if that's your thing, check out evenstrokes.com. We got some good competitions today as well. We're giving away a one gripper seat cover. Big thanks to the guys over there. One lucky person is going to be going away this week, and that's courtesy of, of evenstrokes.com. So, Lewis. Oh, thought you finished. Yeah. How was the Slovenian Championship? Well, I don't know. I wasn't there, was I? Um, but I, I feel like you, you spent a lot of time analysing it. Um, well, I found well, no, I didn't spend so much time analysing it as I did spending time trying to find the results because um, <laughs> Slovenian. If you just Google Slovenian motocross championship, it doesn't exactly work. So, really? No, it's quite. It was very. It was probably an hour and 45 on Sunday, just Googling random combinations of words to try and find the Slovenian motocross championship. So, so what actually happened in the Slovenian championship? Did, how, how, how much did guys win by? Uh, a minute, I think. That's not bad, is it? Not bad. Was he on a factory bike or was it just uh, a lone bike? I don't know. Actually, I was going to ask him that and I was like, eh, who cares? Oh. It's probably, no, because oh. I, I was like, let's be honest. He's got a track near his house. He, it's obviously his practice bike that he's riding. Yeah. So. Okay. Okay. Uh, was it a Czech championship as well that was on? Uh, yes, it was. Yeah. yeah. So, um, and did I see Liam Everts was in MX2? Uh, yeah, probably best not to talk about that. Yeah. Well, did he have a bad day? Uh, I'm not sure what happened, but I think he was like 16, so. Yeah. I thought that was a bit weird. I actually completely forgot he was there until I saw him post saying, on Instagram. Yeah. Okay. So at least at least the wheels are turning, so to speak. And there is a little bit of uh, 
uh, rumors and inclination that we're going to hear something this week, possibly about the the MXGP Championship. No, it's definitely this week. Okay, hundred percent this week. It's just a matter of when. Probably when this podcast. Eh, I don't know. Maybe when this podcast has gone out, it will be out. But that is pretty much controlling my life at the minute. Um, did I hear you say you took the phone into the shower just in case the calendar came out? I uh, just can't miss it, can I? Got to uh, make sure I'm on the ball when it when the when the news drops. Everyone's waiting okay. for it now. The amount of texts I'm getting from riders and teams asking if I've heard anything, like I'd be the one who's heard something. So we have heard a few little things, haven't we? Did you want to discuss those? No, because it's all I've heard. Like, if we want to talk about all the things I've heard, we'll go through like thirty different rumors. What about the one that's we've just discussed, which is your favourite? I don't. Know, I'm not as confident of that as I am the other one. Really? No. Well, we could. We, let, let's let's just say both of them because they're just rumours, aren't they? So, um, oh, no, one of them's not a rumour. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you're going to literally let the cat out of the bag, are you? No, it's no. Obviously, the, the Latvia Sunday Wednesday thing is a rumour, but then also was Latvia Sunday Sunday. Oh, okay. But if that does happen, it's kind of what we spoke about a few weeks ago, which was it makes sense and it keeps it, you know keeps the championship as affordable as possible, given what we're going to be going through. The fact that they're going to stay in the same country for, for possibly a week and run two, two GPs. It's going to be a massive help to the teams. Oh, yeah, of course. And even us, like, because you, well, you say fly. Like, if it was Sunday, Sunday, like, I think we discussed it even. If it was Sunday to Sunday, there's no real saving there because no one's going to stay in Latvia for an entire week when you can quite easily hop on an hour and a half flight to Belgium and just go about your training as normal. But it's obviously Sunday to Wednesday, if that happens, no idea if it would or not. Obviously, you would just stay in Latvia. So that is a saving. But again, that's, that's nothing compared to what you'd save by not doing a flyaway or something. And I wonder, I guess, I guess for the, um, the promoters, it's, it's obviously they're going to have to do two different events. It's going to be two lots of marshals, two lots of security and, and, and stuff like that. But at the same time, the infrastructure is going to be there. So as it's being built for one event, it, 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 it makes it a little bit more affordable as well, I guess. It's like I say, though, there's so many rumours going around. It's ridiculous. Like, uh, it was two weeks ago that we were talking about a Sunday to Sunday thing because that had been rumoured. And now it's Sunday to when, like, who knows? And to be honest, I kind of stopped myself believing the Sunday to Wednesday rumour too much because it wouldn't be hard for someone to just make that up, would it? Like, if they, it's basically just for Supercross programme. Copy yeah, which... on the next GP. So it's not odd. It wouldn't be hard for someone with no clue to just jump to that conclusion. I know it no. was, I think it was originally posted on um, uh, Robert Just's Instagram. But again, is he in meetings with Infront? I don't think so. So no, no, I hadn't heard that name for a while. The person who would know is Jonas because Jonas's agent is also the promoter of the Latvian GP. Ah, okay. So he. 100% knows a lot more than any other rider, I'd say. So Robert Just, he, he spent some time out because, was it a concussion? Was yeah, it two, I think it, it was him, anyway, or was it August Just? No, I think it was No, Robert. I think it was Robert, yeah. I think um, he, he was taking some time out. Yeah, it was a serious concussion. Yeah, that's a real... Sh- it's good to hear his name. He's a good rider. That's good to hear. Well, he is alive, like... Well, that's it. He's just going down a deep, dark hole, don't you, after um, you're not on the scene? It's going to be interesting what the calendar looks like, and I think that's why everybody's waiting on it because, and so many people's interested because it, it Feld obviously ran a, the rest of the Supercross series. It was super successful. They managed to get it done. 
and um, it proved that running Sundays and Wednesdays, it, it worked. I, I can kind of see where the rumors come from and hopefully um, there is a little bit of truth to it and um, we can do something similar in MXGP. I'm certain that I'm certain that we will be racing in the middle of August. At the moment, it's scheduled for August the 9th. Like, well, not, it's not scheduled for August the 9th. The previous calendar, the next event that hasn't been chopped is August the 9th. But I'm certain, almost, that we will be racing on August the 16th, which is the following weekend. So middle of August, yeah. So I don't know. I, I, honestly, I, I don't know how we've ended up in this situation. How um how how far does does Valkensvard feel? How long ago does that feel? Like I'm so 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 jealous of everyone in America having actually had racing to talk about and like it's been a long like I don't know I I just don't know I just I can't wait to actually have something to talk about again basically. I've also, uh, I've just heard back from the printers. They've got your T-shirts ready. So the first GP, um, you have to wear a T-shirt with, all you need is two paracetamols. Get on with it. Wait, have you been serious? Yeah. Actually, no, you're not being serious, are you? Obviously, you wouldn't do that. Um, did you like the, the Lewis Fug Life logo? No, I didn't. That's why I disapproved it. What, what do you mean, disapproved it? I've, I've okayed it. Well, you don't have the power to do that anymore. Oh, oh, you're pulling that card. I'm not pulling any card, I'm just speaking the truth. Oh, okay, okay. So now you're the boss. You're now going to um, literally stop a fantastic logo from going live. There's a lot of people that like this logo. A lot. There's of no one that likes that logo. It's ridiculous. If you want to uh, view the logo, it's available on my Twitter account, which is at James Burfield, and also on Instagram, which is also creatively at James Burfield. If enough people like the logo, I will be getting that printed onto t-shirts um, and sent out to Lewis's followers. I just, I just need racing now. It's beyond a joke. We've gone through the many stages, anger, denial, acceptance, and now we're just at that broken stage. Is, is your mum, is she back to church now praying for MXGP season to start? So you're at the house? I'm doing all the praying I can. Okay. It's just like I was interviewing Geyser yesterday and we talked about the Slovenian Championship. And then I started talking about GPs with him, everything that's happened so far. And I was like, it's not even relevant. It's so in the past, it's not even funny. He's bought a house on the beach in Croatia. That was the news that came from the interview because there's just nothing else going on. Wow. So he's relocated to Croatia. Yeah, he's found a couple of tracks near his new house. Wow. I'm guessing he's not far from... I'm not exactly sure on the geography, but I'm guessing he's not far from Slovenia. I don't think you need to, to, to worry about that, mate. Oh, okay. We, we know that's a, a, you know, a sticky, sticky path for you. But also, let's talk about the big news this week, and that is Antonio Caroli signing another contract. This is huge. This is huge. Um, not only huge news, because uh, I think a lot of people believed he was going to retire. But this also is um, one step towards um, the silly season puzzle. Because if he did retire, then that would have left a 450 berth in the KTM. He was never going to retire, though, was he? Let's be honest. There'd be definitely, like, A, he would never retire this year of all years. And B, there wasn't even a whiff of retirement. 
Like there wasn't even a little inkling that he was, there wasn't even a drop of hint that he was going to retire. But in theory, there's no reason why he can't go on for a few more years. He's, he's in good shape. He's looked after himself over the years. Um, and he's still highly competitive. Can you see, see him taking home a 10th world title? Well, that's, that's a lot of things have to go fall into place for that. But I definitely think he can go beyond 2021 because even in that press release from KTM, there wasn't even a, one word that said final season, last season. Obviously, it's a one-year contract, which kind of paints the picture that he's kind of playing it by ear and, you know, maybe just re-up one-year contracts for the rest of his career. If you compare it to Chad Reed, which I think people should do more because there's more similarities there than people even realise, um, Crowley's 34 and Reed is um, 38. So four years ago, there's four years difference. So if you wind Reed back four years, that would have been 2016. And he was on factory Yamaha and finished second at San Diego 1. Because I think that was the year there was two San Diegos. San Diego, uh, yeah, it was, yeah. So he, he finished second at San Diego 1 and second at Anaheim 2. Same thing. Four years ago, he was battling for wins and podiums and all that. And he's still there now. Caroli's yeah. arguably even beyond that point that Reed was four years ago. So why would he retire in one year? Yeah. Yeah. He's obviously, he's obviously still got the desire to, to, to want to race and ride. Well, not even that. Just he's still good enough. Yeah. If your desire, if you, I, I think if you're that good, your desire is going to be there, isn't it? Uh, not necessarily. Look at Carmichael and Villapoto. True, but I don't think you can compare America. I think it's very different. Different oh. ropes for different folks. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? But it was a, it was a surprise, obviously, to, to a lot of people. And um, it was good to get a positive announcement before we, we get racing again. Oh, I, I, I just need us to go racing again. Like, help me. You do definitely need some help. There's a Spanish championship round this weekend. Why am I excited about that? I don't know. I don't know. It's because you're just lacking, lacking racing. I'll tell, I will tell you one thing. I will tell you one thing. The amount of people that viewed Czech championship results on MX Vice on Sunday was mind-blowing. Like, never would have happened any other year. <laughs> We're just starved. We just need, we need racing. We need results. We need, we need to see something. And if you, um, like, like I said, like a month or so ago, if everything had lined up and the British Championship had been able to run in July, uh, can you imagine the interest that would have been there? Like even, or anything. If the ADAC was running or like a proper national, okay, that's a bit harsh. If one of the top ranked national championships, uh, Britain, Italy, Dutch, Germany. One of those was running. Can you imagine? It would be like a GP, I've no doubt, with the interest in the people. Obviously, Czech, Slovenia, and Lithuania are like a step below. So, and like, wouldn't typically, I've never even like acknowledged that there was a Czech championship round on. And that's like taken like center stage here. So, the, the, let's put this into um, perspective. I can't even get to a practice track at the moment because every time I go to book in, even if I'm half an hour late after it basically says bookings open at 6 p.m. and I get on there at 6.30, everything's gone. 
I, I, I've been trying for the past three weekends to, to go just practicing. And I can't even get to any of my local tracks. And nothing. Uh, on that note, if anybody's got any private hire spaces, wait, why can't to, you? Why can't you get? Why can't you get there? Because everything's booked up. Oh, uh, right. literally, there's no spaces available. But you have to book none. in advance now. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Every track in the UK now, obviously, because it's kind of private hire, and it's like a booking system. Well, not just private hire, but like you know, it's like a uh, like Lawson with with the Thornbreeze and tracks and everything else. Or go for a booking system, or you you private message them and they put you in a, in a list. Literally fill up like freaking ten times over. There's so many people now because there's no racing on. All you can do is practice. We need to get racing back so I can go practice it because this is ridiculous. All these all these racers hogging practice tracks for their own selfish needs. What about me? Surely, if you just book in quicker, you'll get a spot. Possibly, yeah. That that would possibly work as well. But I'm a you know, things happen. I tried last night to book in, and my wife cut her finger. Then, Wait, um, you tried last night to book in for when? For this weekend. Okay. Yeah, so a little bit so in advance. Yeah, a little bit in advance, yeah. I've done, done quite well. But just all gone. And, and I think this is, uh, you know, this is like just one or two tracks. This is every track in the UK at the moment. It's, it's insane. Everybody is just trying everything to go out riding. So um, the quicker we can get racing up and going, um, the better, please, because I need to go back out and, and, and spin some laps. But uh, on that note, if anybody does have any private hire and they have any spaces for uh, a weekend warrior, uh, please give me a shout. I will, um, I'll say this about Crowley. Whether he, okay, maybe Hurlins and guys are a step ahead, all of that. The one thing that people do not give him credit for is had he not got injured at Latvia last year, he would have had a very real shot at winning that world title instead of Geyser because he won the first three rounds outright. After round five, he had a 40-point lead. Okay, he kind of blew that in the next couple of rounds, but he was in the thing. It was far from over. So it's not like... And I think people are judging him. People probably judge him on the first two rounds this year, but and he had shoulder problems, knee problems. But again, that second moto at Matley... He was really good, like yep. right there with Hurlins. So, and he's rested, he's recuperated. Um, you know, it's it's he's going to be come out swinging. I don't know what I was going to say. It's it's obviously not the Caroli of 2014. That was when he was in his prime, but it's, but it's not going to be. He would have been 27. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But it's not like he's 15th place now. He's, nah. he's literally podium guy every single weekend. There's no way he doesn't win multiple GPs each year. Yeah. He's, he's still going to be ultra competitive this year and next year. Yeah, it's not even, a, it's not even, it's really not even a conversation. No, but there's, there's no reason after having a child and, you know, everything that he's done, there was no shame in walking away. Absolutely no shame at all. He's, he's earned his money, he's earned his, you know, his world titles. There was nothing to say that he, you know, there's no reason for him to, um, to, to carry on other than winning, you know, trying to beat Everett's record. Uh, yeah, but it's like you say, it's just about desire, isn't it? Both Reed and Crowley are wired differently, where it's not just a passion for motocross, it's a passion for racing in general. Yeah. Both guys will go into cars and whatever else after retirement, or I guess 
reads or even during during their yeah. career, yeah. But so it is very different to a guy like Hurlins, who is ridiculously focused and passionate, but on this one sport. And the same yeah. goes for guys that like I can't see. I don't think guys is really into any other sport. Like whereas obviously Crowley and Reed have already expressed their interest elsewhere. Yeah, nah, that's it's that's a good point. So. But good news, what you know, commit to the next this year and next year. It's going to yeah, be I was, a championship. I was trying to find out if any other teams had kind of dialed him up, but I can't think they would have. Like Husqvarna, obviously wouldn't have because that would have been conflict of interest. Um, Honda have Geyser, Kawasaki Ephedra. Did you read the um, the comments by um, Pitt Bearer? Because it did say that it is kind of he's in the family, and it was like. I don't know, I, I, can't, I haven't got the word in front of me, but something like we didn't want to see him on another... Well, this is what made me, that's what made me look like trying to research it. Yeah, and, and I thought that was a very, very odd thing to say in, in a press release comment. So it did sound like there was probably interest from other people. However, KTM were keen to keep him on Orange just in case he has an explosive season next year and beats the two younger riders. It could have just been a throwaway comment, though. Like, had KTM not resigned him, inevitably, maybe he would have gone on. Like, it could have just been a throwaway comment like that. Yeah. But who knows? No, I think it's it's, it's great. I mean, um, I wonder if there was any interest from other people. Well, no, that's what I was saying. Honda have Geyser, Husqvarna would be a conflict of interest, Kawasaki have Fevra, and um, Suzuki don't know what MXGP is and uh, that just leaves Yamaha but then they've got a lot of high paid guys do you think there was a conversation that went on within the KTM group to say is now the time to put them on a gas gas or or oh no 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 enough of that I'm just saying was there a conversation this nine time world champion who's basically put our brand back on the map all those years ago Let's just farm him out to Gas Gas. Yeah, we're done with you, mate. Rinse, repeat over there. It's the same paycheck. No. No, I'm just saying it's the same paycheck. Although, I will say that, well, no, because for that to happen, it would have had to be a Dakali thing. Because Caroli is tied ti- to The whole team would have changed. Yeah, yeah. More, like Soprano as well, and then KGM have got Hurlins. Oh yeah, true, true. Yeah, it's the yeah the, link, the linkage there. But I guess they could, you know, they could do what they've done in America and, and basically have their own team. What? With who's far now? Who? What are you talking? I don't know what you're talking the about. The 450 team is with Bobby Hewitt part, part in ways. They could do exactly the same thing with KTM and, and DeCarly. They could just run their own internal um, factory team. That's what. That's kind of what the hurling side is. Okay, so they could just put um, Prado on with Hurlins and then change... That's where Car- Prado was, but he moved to Dakali because he wanted to be there. Yeah, well... And then immediately started winning world titles. Sure. Well, I'm just saying that... that you were in a deep dark hole at the moment. Uh, no, you're just dismissing it. As always. No, as always. I just don't think... I think you're rambling. Yeah, no, not at all. I'm just... I'm just... I'm just Wondering whether at any time there was a discussion within the KTM group to say, how do we further Husqvarna in uh, gas gas cells? 
whilst we've already got Herlins and Prado selling bikes on KTM. It's an option. As a business, I'm sure they probably thought about it. Anyway, that's us done for part one. I thought you were going to say that's us done overall. Well, actually, we should say that um, we, we, the last couple of weeks has been uh, really interesting because two weeks ago, we, we sat down here, tried to do a podcast, and we were like, uh, no, 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 no. I Two don't... weeks ago, we just didn't do one. You just said I don't want. You just said I don't want to do one this week. Yeah, so I th- I think it was basically because there was not that much to talk about, and no one really wants to hear us talking about shit all the time. I'm pretty sure they don't anyway. And then last week was just hilarious. We tried to sit down to do an MX Vice History podcast, and I can't tell you how wrong this podcast went. Because <laughs> it, it took Lewis until the Monday to get over the podcast. I think it took me two days to get over the podcast because it dragged up so many memories, like good and obviously bad. Like we've, it's funny because we've, we, you forget a lot of the stuff, you know, a lot of the stuff that we've had to, to go through to, to get this business to where it, it is and get the website to where it is. And a lot of stuff was not, not fun. And uh, we found some not fun areas, didn't we, buddy, when we started talking about it? Yeah, I don't want to talk about it. I know, I know. And a therapist said that um, it's good, though, for you to discuss it. So, yeah, so interestingly, after uh, last week, we spent two hours doing the MX Voice History podcast. And uh, we decided that if it ever went live, it would, it would just not be a good thing. So it would be good for, for, for us. It wouldn't be good for the other people. So we decided to bury that bugger for good. So there will not be an MX Vice history podcast because it's just too raw. So um, just look out for the book in five years. Okay. Is that good? That's Are you good. happy with that? You happy with that? We're, it's buried. I'm not writing the book. And I don't see how you're going to. You can barely spell book. <laughs> You're such a prick. Honestly. But in five years' time, anyway, with you at the helm of MX Vice, it'll be dead. Um, wow, on that note, <laughs> on that note, uh, we'll be back in five. Big thanks to our sponsors, and here's one of them. You are listening to the MX Vice Show. Technical Touch have been supplying KYB OEM spare parts and factory kit suspension in Europe for decades. Many of the riders you see on track in the FIM Motocross World Championship are using KYB suspension from Technical Touch. Whether you are looking for factory kit suspension or KYB spare parts and oils, they have you covered. Shop now at www.technical-touch.com. Yoko have returned to top flight motocross with a bang. The Yoko Vili collection is made with racing in mind and designed to be the lightest and most flexible motocross gear on the market. Go to yokoeurope.com to locate your nearest dealer or shop online. Talon wheels have been iconic in the industry for over 30 years. Designed, built, and manufactured in the UK. Talon wheels, sprockets, and footrests, and clutch baskets are used by professional riders like Jason Anderson, Zach Osborne, and Sean Simpson. Head over to www.talon-eng.co.uk for more info. Even Strokes is the newest e-commerce store in motocross. Built by motocross enthusiasts, Even Strokes understands your need and offers all of the products you need for a weekend at the track. 
Shop now for Yoko, Alpine Stars, Fast House, and more at evenstrokes.com. Liat, protecting riders from head to toe. Check out liat.com for more. Hinson is the world-leading manufacturer of clutch baskets, clutch covers, clutch discs, and springs for both dirt bikes and quads. Hinson products are used by many leading riders like HRC Honda, Monster Energy Kawasaki, KTM Factory Racing, and Monster Energy Yamaha Factory Racing. Shop for Hinson products at technical-touch.com. The MX Vice Show. Welcome back to the MX Vice Show. Huge thank you to all the supporters. Seven, Talon, Planet Moto, Kawasaki UK, Yoko, Prox, Liat, Hinson, KYB, and even Strokes. We have some really good support behind us this year. And uh, hopefully, there'll be some great content coming out in the next few weeks when we start to get more and more championships back. We get the MXGP calendar and we can start doing more regular shows. We, you know, one of the reasons why, as we said, that it, we're not going to just do a show just for the sake of talking. So as much as we love to keep consistent and everything else, it's, it's important for us that we're actually giving over some, some information rather than you listening to us moaning and um, bickering. Uh, no one wants to listen to that shit. So, Lewis, do we have any questions this week on the Liat Ask Vice Anything? Yeah, quite a lot, actually. Really? Yeah. Uh, well, I got well, kind of a mix because last week I asked for questions, but then the show got cancelled. So, well, two things: we do have um, a competition for a one gripper seat cover. Uh, these retail at seventy pounds. You can buy them from evenstrokes.com. However, on Evenstroke's social media this week, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, you will see uh, that there is a competition for a seat cover. All you have to do is just leave your name. Uh, no, actually, leave your bike. What bike and, and what make model you've got uh, in the comment section, and we're going to pick uh, one winner. Dan Evans walked away last week with a brand new Fox V1 helmet. We're going to pick a winner every week, and it's something that we're doing with Evenstroke's uh, then also we've got another competition, which is the best question. Uh, and this is going to start running next week. So the best ask vice anything from the Liat segment, the best question will be picked and we will send out an MX Vice t-shirt to that person. So do you want to go through the first question, Lewis, from Liat? Liat, protecting riders from head to toe. Check out liat.com for more. And they're not questions from Liat, so well done. Okay. Ryan G four three seven. Hi Ryan. Hang on a minute. Congratulations on the uh, on the newborn, Ryan. Are you ready for me? Yeah, yeah. Carry on there. Okay. With the season being pushed further and further back, how likely is it that the MXON gets cancelled? Did you did you know that Ryan had a child? Yeah, I did. Good, good. Anytime you want to congratulate him, that's oh, that's yeah, great. You seem to do a good job of that. But I know it's, it's important that both of us feel the oh, value of, of people that spend their time listening to me and you talk shit. I actually have um, uh, something on this. Uh, what, baby growth? No. Uh, right, so Fevre has come out and said, I know that the Ernay Club and the French Federation have proposed to make the GP of France this year on that date and to, and to postpone the nations to 2021, but it seems that they do not want to accept so the nations is going ahead. Oh, oh! 
So the French Federation are saying basically postpone it for a year. Yeah. Or that they'd like to run a GP instead. But that you've got to understand, I guess, from the French Federation and RNA's point of view, of course they'd want that because next year they can cash in on a nation's big time. Yeah. Or anybody would. It's, it's, a, it's, it's a million pounds. That's, that's pretty much how much it's going to generate for. Hello? Hello. 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 Did, did, you, did you, you still there? What yeah, happened? Sorry. Oh, no, my laptop's dying, so I was very concerned with that. Oh, okay, okay. Are you back now? Uh, I haven't got a laptop charger, but I'll be fine for a little bit. Okay. Um, well, that's good. I've got the questions in front of me. Okay, so, right. Uh, anything else you want to add to that? I think it's going to go ahead no matter what. I'd be shocked. And even when they cancelled the MXGP of China, it even said in that press release that the nations will be run and be spectacular and everything. Yeah. So, yeah. like, what more do you want? Okay, next question. Uh, Masters MX 2013 said, with Karoli signing again, do you think it makes a mockery of US guys quitting in their 20s? Uh, well, you actually started to elaborate on this by saying the American series is a little bit different. So do you want to continue that elaboration so you can educate people? Supercross and motocross, uh, 20, uh, 17 or 12, 19, uh, 29 weekends a year. Like, yeah, it's just completely different. Less off-season, more back-to-back races, uh, yeah, all of that fun stuff. I guess as well, you've got to think that um, we've seen two horrific injuries to, to Brian Moreau and also Killian Ant, um, Alberson in the past, you know, we're just this year. So we, we know for a fact that, and everybody knows for a fact that Supercross is you know, if, if you're going to get injured, it's, it's more likely going to be in Supercross. So the careers are, you, you, I can completely understand why some people would like to retire early. You know, if, if, if they've got away with it for so long, with the, you know, the variables and the, and, the, and the probability of getting injured, then um, you're more likely that's going to happen in Supercross than it is, is in motocross. Is that a fair assumption? Well, I don't know if that comes, I just think it's, like I say, Completely different schedules, completely different, not completely different sports, but in a way, yeah, because you're riding motocross tracks all the year one, in one form, and it's like putting on an old shoe. Is that the saying? Old glove never always fit. Oh, why, why do you do this to yourself? You're not changing, are you? Like going supercross, motocross, supercross, motocross, supercross, motocross. You're just slipping on those old pair of shoes with motocross all year, every year. Yeah. Like the jam is always sticky. Or the sun is always yellow. Is there any, any, any more you want to dig out? No, there's something like that. But do you not get what I mean? Yeah, I know, I, I know what you mean. I, I, ju- I just think that my, my opinion is Supercross is, is just a completely different animal. In, in, I, I think there's a, hu- a higher probability of getting injured in Supercross, and especially when you're training for half the year, six months on Supercross tracks and, and, and racing um, back-to-back weekends. You know. If, if, if it's going to happen, it's, it's going to be there. Yeah, but I think it's fear of injuries that's causing people to retire. Really? Well, no, not everyone. Of it. Well, you think every single person's retiring because they're scared of getting injured? No. Not every, we're there's talking, not one rule on, for everyone. Hang on. We, um, I thought the question was about champions. So people like Villapoto and stuff No, like just that. US guys in general. If, if I was Villapoto and James Stewart and I had 30 or 40 million in the bank... Um, and, and, and I sat down and actually thought, right, I've, I've won everything what I could win. I've ticked off all my, all my childhood dreams. 
Uh, I've hit all my goals and targets. I've got 30 million in the bank. Or do I chance everything when I could be paralyzed? Vast, no, too deep, too deep. Not touching that, too deep, too deep. Okay, I'm just saying. I'm just yeah, saying. Too deep. There not must going be anywhere near that. That's, for, that's like, that's, no, not going anywhere near that. Too deep. Okay, but you, you, you got you to think it, like they're healthy at the end of the day. I'm Every sorry. Time. What part of not going anywhere near that do you not understand? Okay, right, move on. Next question. Richard MX Brown, do you think with this time off it will have affected some of the long-standing riders negatively, but the new young blood will come back even stronger. Older riders may have struggled with the motivation with this unplanned holiday away from racing. Ooh, good point. Good point. I think, honestly, struggling with motivation is a bit strong, like, obviously, because that, that sounds like people can't be asked. I think everyone is struggling with knowing what they're working for or what they're working yeah. towards. Like, Vial said as much yesterday, or Monday when I interviewed him, like, he doesn't know what like he doesn't know what's coming up. He doesn't know when he's got to be ready. He doesn't know what he's getting ready for. Everyone in MXGP, no one really knows until this calendar comes out what the hell they're doing. I've got, I've, I've basically come up with a plan of content for MX Vice three weeks leading up to the first GP. So like a big build up and everything, you know. Uh, but so I've got that on a list in front of me. But I don't know when I'm unleashing that. I don't know when I've got to start working on it because I don't know what I'm kind of what the next two months look like. So it's the same for everyone. So on that point, I think everyone is struggling with just like confusion. Yeah, I, I, I feel confused with you. With me or with alongside me? Just, just, just confused with you, by you and everything else. I think it's a good point. I think riders just need some sort of target to, to work towards. That's what they they kind of do whether it's it affects the older guys compared to the to the young guys i think i think to be honest i think they're all on an even kill because no one's really had this before it, i mean it's never happened has it what a break like this yeah not when I'm not no <laughs> no i mean i think but we're going back to 2003 was it end of 2003 with the, the Nations? Was the Nations going to be on? Was it going to be off or whatever? I think that's the only time they've ever had some sort of, you know, issue. This is to have a, a complete break in the middle of a, a championship like this for, for this for this long. I think it's new for everybody. I, I don't think it's going to be, in my opinion, I don't think it's going to be any different between um, – the young or the old. I think the old are probably a little bit wiser, probably appreciate the time to to get healed up if they if they have got any injuries going on from last year or beginning of this year. I think they'll use the the time wisely to to make sure they come back a little bit more prepared. Where as the younger guys, maybe they're probably maybe a little bit impatient, maybe a little bit more impatient than the older guys and wanting to get back on the bike and, and push and, and everything else. That's just just my fault process i guess you could say as a blanket statement maybe the older riders will struggle to fire up the old the intensity um, yeah and whereas younger riders will come out with a bang but then that's the first round every year like you could that's yeah. no real with like that's no real difference you could say that would be a thing if we were we had two rounds left and there was a championship on the line but no that's a good point that's a good point uh, yeah i think we could possibly expect what we've seen um of not not saying it's the same results i've just been the intensity of what we've seen in matterley mm. are you done with that one Should we move on 
Done. Yeah. Uh, Chris, Chris United 93. Yep. Said when the season resumes, who in MXGP and MX2 has the most to prove for deals, reputation, etc.? Pooches and Muse, considering their previous hype and previous factory status, seem to be up there, although both have found good homes in smaller teams. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. What are your thoughts on this, Lewis? Well, pretty much everyone needs a contract. So that yep. kind of doesn't apply for one person. Um, yeah. And as we mentioned earlier, the Crowley jigsaw puzzle is, is done. So KTM contracts are, uh, look to be done. So there, there's going to be no changes there next year. What, what, are we saying at, what are we saying at Gas Gas? I mean, Gas Gas is a factory team now. So are we still seeing Koldenhoff? Oh, yeah. Koldenhoff will be there for the rest of his career. Okay. Monticelli departed. I don't. I, well, I wouldn't have said Monticelli would have stayed there this long. So Yeah. I think. I'll tell you one thing I was thinking. Okay. Had, okay, at this point in their careers, what is more surprising? Muse has no podiums or Pooches only has one? I'll go with Pooches, I think. Just because. Pooches was an EMX125 phenomenon. Yes. But I don't know if that ever transferred over to four strokes as much. Whereas Muse had a lot of hype in that one EMX 250 round he did when he went 1-1. Yeah, I think there's a difference between winning a championship and winning, winning a race. I, I, I definitely think um, as much as, obviously, Conrad was, was he world 65 or 85? I can't remember. Uh, 85. 85. Maybe even both. Maybe both. So, obviously, he's, he's won that at you know, junior level, but... You've got to think that the Pooches on a one two five was was the, the I guess was the equivalent of Prado on a one two five, if not better actually, because Prado was competing against um, Comrade and actually uh, what's his name, um, the New Zealand guy, Natsuki. Natsuki, yeah. So it was between the three of them that year with that championship, where um, I am. Um... I, I, I think Pooches and Muse are a good comparison, but are they? Because Pooches has spent a lot more time injured, so I feel like Pooches just gets marks with the injury brush. So, like, you can't really compare the two because Pooches has been a bit of a non-starter, really, just purely because yeah. he's never really got going with momentum and everything. So you can't really compare Pooches to anyone because Comrades had a couple of injuries, and then obviously, well, last year, yeah, and, and Maybe the mindset's not where it should have been, um, which he's he's kind of said on the podcast with us, not where it should have been. So I, I think they've actually got kind of they're they're two, you know, two interesting um, candidates for for two people who could do very very well, and actually two two people that if everything aligns, they they have the possibility of becoming world champions in MX two. Flip side, yep. This year, I would more expect Muse to be on the podium than Pooches. Like, if I had to put money on one of them getting a podium this year, I'd put money on Muse. Yeah. Even though Pooches had one last year. I, I got a feeling that when, when we come back, I think we're going to see Muse swinging straight away. But that, the reason I say that is just recency bias because I've never actually seen Pooches ride on a Kawasaki, so that's just an unknown for me. Whereas I've at least seen in the first two rounds that Muse is pretty good this year. I don't know how good Pooches is this year. 
Yeah, I think I think Conrad's going to be going to come out swinging. I think he'll he'll be a, a contender for a podium. Masters MX 2013 said, "Do you expect any MXGP guys to to jump to AMA to get races in?" And also P Waz 0706 said, "What are the chances Hurlings or others will race the first two AMA Outdoor Nationals in the USA?" Well, they can't get in the country, so yeah. But I think. I think, and I might have got this wrong, but I think the the whole American travel thing, I think, was uh, scheduled for about July the eleventh to um, for flights to start again. Wait, no, so, seen, I've googled it loads. I haven't seen anything about that. Okay, so uh, I got I got sent an email um, from Virgin uh, regarding our holidays and bits and pieces, and basically their flights to the US are going to be resuming on July the eleventh. Although there's no other information out there or whatever, Virgin are now nah, Virgin are intending to go back um, on July 11th. I'm guessing that at some type of level, they've been told that that is probably the date that US is looking to open up its borders. However, given what is still going on in the US at the moment with coronavirus, that could change. They're trying to get back to business as usual, but I think we're all pretty. We're all, we, ha- we all have the information available to show that America is being hit pretty hard with corona at the moment. I just want so, to go back to normal. I cannot wait for the first outdoor, let me tell you. That is going to be exciting. Uh, on that note, uh, how is Mr. Anstey? Because he did have a big off the other day, didn't he? Yeah, he's fine. And he's fine. And how is he looking? I've had good reports from not him, but other people at practice track saying he looks good. It's going to... I am... I am that's uh, I gotta be honest. That is what I'm most excited about. I'm excited to see what he can do. In the I do like Max. I, I do we like know Max. you do. We, we know you do. We know um, you do. Um, I'm excited to see to see what he can do. It it would be amazing to see him podium. Amazing. But on this subject, for consent, the consensus that I get from a lot of teams and riders is they do want to race before the first GP because basically is round one and like you would have pre-season races so the french championship yeah. the czech championship is basically a pre-season race yeah so but they're not willing to commit like the the reason why a lot of people didn't do the czech championship at the weekend was because if gps are going to start august the 16th for the earliest then this is way too early for a pre-season race because based on the similar time frames if you copy and pasted this at the beginning of season it would be like having your first pre-season race on january the 10th so, yeah, but I, I think there's a way of looking at those races from the weekend. It's basically about um, there's fitness levels and they're all going to be pretty fit because they're all going to be training still. But there's also, you know, kind of like that bike intensity, that race intensity. So I think that's what a lot of the riders are missing. Now, I don't think there's anything wrong for the next two months of trying to keep that race intensity if they can just do these odd races. Yeah, but you don't want to over-race. And yeah, but like, after... after Basically, after three, three or four months off the bike, are they going to be over racing? I don't think so. I think most most riders are just itching to get back into. No, I'm not saying they will be over racing. I'm saying they do not want to over race, do too many races. Like, don't you don't want to come into the first round of, or the third round of GPs and have nine races under your belt. No, I think I think I've, you know four or five races to keep them kind of on top before the opening round would be... I, I think they just need to get that race intensity. I mean, you can 
smash laps out. I ask myself, you know, I can smash laps out at a practice track. But then when, you know, when I come out to a race, I need that race intensity. But on what I was, where I was going with that was... Are you just dismissing my race intensity? No, I'm trying, I've just remembered that I, knew, I didn't answer this question. So, oh, okay. um, A, depending on when GPs will start, which we don't have an official date, I've heard as late as of September the 6th, but I don't think it will be that. The first round of the outdoors could be too early. They don't know if they can even fly at 100%, so that's all up in the air. So how do you, like, there's just, it's impossible to commit from so many angles. So for that reason, I don't think anyone will be there. Well, no, we know no one's there because we would have heard it by now. Yeah. Yeah, I think, that, well, until there's, until the, um, until basically it opens up again, there, there is going to be no one. But it would be, a, it, you know, answer the question, it would be good if it, if it could happen. Greeno 56. Yep, that one. Who would be the Brit- in the British MXON team now that Max is overseas? I feel like we answered this not too long ago. Someone else. Yeah, didn't we say that Max and Wilson we could kind of rule out? And that, oh, yeah. Uh, and then it's going to be between... Um, right uh, now, though, a Max Wilson-Watson team would be very good. Yeah, but it's not going to happen. So. No, but that would be like our current dream team. Yeah, I think a Watson-Simpson-Muse. Do we say that? Watson-Simpson-Muse? You could put Watson on a four fifty. You can have Sterry on a four. You could put you could put oh, Watson yeah, Sterry, on a four fifty. Not... You could put yeah. Sterry on a two fifty. Um, but there again, you'd probably Muse. stick Muse in MX two, and that's that. Uh, yeah, Simpson, Tommy. Yeah, you can't dismiss Tommy. Will it? Will it run? What format will it follow? Etc. 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 Yeah, I mean, Mark Chamberlain's going to have his um his hands full this year trying to um, sort that one out. But even that bugs me because it's not at this time of year, I normally run a poll on who should be picked for the nations. And it's like, I can't even do that. Like that's all. And I always enjoy it because it gets loads of people, like everyone gets proper bench racing, but it's just, you can't even do that. Like it's just, Lewis, I, I just, I just want to put it out there. I can't believe how coronavirus has put you out. It's unbelievable. Thank you. Thank you. Unbelievable. It's gotten away from your MSGP season. And I, I, I don't know how you have the energy to go on. Well, I don't, to be honest with you. Okay. Uh, Weekend Warrior blog. Oh, this, this ties in nicely. Um, any advice for people trying to launch a career in enduro, motocross, or trials media? Wow. <laughs> Jesus. Uh... Let me tell you about <laughs> Life of Lewis. Um, <laughs> oh, here we go. Should I get the violin? No. And, and also, for anybody listening, hang on, for anybody listening, Lewis chooses to do this because Lewis wants to be the best. He doesn't just want to be a media, he wants to be the best media. And in order to do what, Wait, why are you either, saying, what's this come from? Like, what's the point of saying this? Well, there's like a person what who wants relate to, to? media. To, to this guy, I mean, I, I know where you're going to go with your advice, but there's advice of getting into media, and then there's the advice of being the best in the media. Everyone wants to be the best at what they do. What's the point in doing it? <laughs> no? Okay, right. Um, what would your advice be? I think the number one bit of advice is you've just got to fucking stick around. Like a bad smell. Yeah. A, you're not getting paid for a year or two. Easy. Maybe longer. And through that time, you just have to stick around nonstop, con- like contribute work over and over and over. Work that's not been asked for, just send it in. Never going to be used, but eventually your name will stick in the brain. And then at some point, it will be like, huh, 
we need, we do actually need someone. What about this? Per-? Like, whether that's, for, we need someone for one weekend, we need someone for a full-time job, like whatever. Like, at least that gets your name in place because one email is not going to work, A, and that's just not going to get you anywhere. Like, you can't just send one email and then sit back and be like, well, I've got my email because that will get buried very quickly. That's, yeah. that's basically what I did. I just stuck around. I think it's, that's, that's a good bit of advice. I mean, I, I test everybody, including I tested Lewis and I test everyone with, I think desire beats talent. And I think anybody that, I, I, I have, my, my test for people is um, basically give them enough information for them to be able to show that they really want something. And if those people are constantly messaging you and constantly, and if they really want it, if someone really wants it, then they'll do it. I, I think the best way of sorting out the people, where before I would say with media, I gave people opportunities, not because they had the desire, it's because I thought that they could be good. And, and I think actually my thought process was I think these, these people could, you know, fit a post or, or, could, or could do the job. However, every time, when you, if you haven't got a desire, then you might as well just, and I, I've learned now, one of, the, one of the things I've learned from employing people is if people haven't got a desire, then it doesn't matter how good they are. Just absolutely zero point. They're going to they're gonna fail. The, the business is going to fail. So I, th- I think that's a, a really good point, actually. If you, if you, if you want to be in media, then you have to keep pushing. You have to keep trying. And, and don't turn down opportunities. Even if, um, I mean, one of the things what Lewis done, and, and a lot of people don't agree with it, but Lewis worked for free for, um, for a while, you know, and, and, and he had bits of money as and when the business could afford it. But if you, if you genuinely think you're a photographer or a videographer and you're going to come into this business and you're going to get paid £350 a day because that's what a commercial business gets paid, then I can tell you straight away you're, you're, in, this, you're, in, the wrong, you're in the wrong game and you need to get out because you're just going to be left quite bitter. Uh, Mark Ross is a little bit behind every other industry. It's getting better. However, um, for instance, one of the reasons why MX Vice is going down the roads we're going is because there's not enough advertising money because there's not enough support. So it's if, if that's if that's us, we're an established business, and yet um, we're looking at different avenues to bring in revenue. Then that has a knock-on effect about who we can bring in and who we can pay. So if you're going to get into motocross media, I think you have to be pretty open-minded you have to have a huge desire and it can't be about the money if it's about the money then you're in you're in this for the for the wrong reasons and it won't succeed i mean you can speak to lewis you can speak to michael antonovich you can speak to steve mathis uh you're gonna get long long weekends serious amount of travel you know not the best money in the world but it is the greatest sport in the world in my opinion and it's not really a job I, I don't I don't see this. The last ten years I didn't see it as a job. I see it as a I've had fun every day. And um I think if you've got that attitude, then then you're right for across media. If 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 you haven't, then honestly you will hate it. Fair point, Lewis, do you think? Honestly, when I think back of everything I did, like the hours I worked for free and stuff, it is mental, but you just gotta get it done. Yeah. And you were quite shit at the start, weren't you? So no one really wanted to pay you at the start. Well, that's wrong. So, 
Whereas Sean, Sean basically come in because he's really good, really good videographer. So Sean sort of came in and got paid straight away. Where so you're you just guys... completely, you're joking, but you've just completely confused everyone. Because <laughs> you just gone back on what you just said. No, because actually, if anybody listens to this, they know that I've just said that to wind you up. So, um, yes, but you re- remember that not everyone listening to this knows that. Okay, and the fact that you will go off for this um, podcast show and start crying in the corner. No, just just I just, I just genuinely want to give this guy some good proper advice. Well, give it to him then. Well, no, I've done it. I think I think so. But if you if you want more advice, you've basically said you've basically said desire. No, not desire. You've got. To, I've said you've just got to bombard the people with emails and stick around. But that's not desire. Actually, that's practical advice. Like just send stuff in. Like, oh, I saw Crowley announce a new deal. Here's some thought. Here's my thoughts on it. Just thought you might like to see it. And I would reply with. Thanks, we're covered with the Caroli deal, but I would read it still. I might not tell you I've read it, but I would definitely read it because I'd be interested. And then, pop, plant, uh, seed planted in the brain. Okay, so here's a thought. So if, if you were an up-and-coming journalist, what would you suggest to somebody who wants to get into motorcycle journalism? Motocross the, thing, journalism? the thing that pisses me off... Because at the end of the day, these guys are going to be coming to you now. So these guys are going to be coming to you. Yeah. What are you looking for from people who are looking to get into, into medical I just want, Well, first of all, you've got to be able to, like some of the, honestly, some of the things that I've had, some examples of work of people that want jobs that I've seen and had is atrocious. Like these people shouldn't be writing. Like I don't know why they think they can be a writer. First of all, you've got to make sure when you send something in, your skills are up scratch. And like even your email that has one sentence of wording Make sure it's written like there's no spelling mistakes even in that because you see every like everything is an example of like your writing at the end of the day, whether that's a message or whatever, because it's all the same thing. Like the amount of people that I've had emailed me though with either bad quality work or just send one email, are there any jobs going? It's like, well, no, like what? Oh yes, it, like the chances of you sending an email when there is actually a job going is so slim. But you've just got a bloody, like, stick. I see that this Weekend Warrior blog guy has got a blog spot, which is a good idea because I also had a blog spot. That's what, that's, that was my very, very, like, and actually, uh, similarity-wise, so when I first, my very, very first things that I was sending to James, I was sending him a Word document and then just putting them on my blog spot so they weren't, they, my blog spot had a max of, like, 17 readers in one day or something. So it wasn't exactly worth my time, but at least made me feel like I was like, just gave me another purpose, I guess. Okay. Um, so so you, you're always looking for, obviously, grammar, spelling, for being a journalist. Um, I'm guessing the quality of the content and the point of view and the opinions is, is something that you look, look for as well? Well, you can't, you can't be too brash. That, was that the word, brash? You can't be too brash with it. Like if you come, if you just written like an absolute dick. Oh, drop my pen. Um, if you've written like an absolute dick, then that's not going to like come across well. But if it's a well balanced, like well balanced point of view and stuff, like um, point counterpoint, etc. Okay, and and what about things like videography and photography? I think, no, that's, and- a, I think that's a whole nother. I think that is even harder because at the end of the day you can be paid to write stuff and not have to go anywhere. But if you're trying to get into photo- uh, videography or photography, then 
the company you're trying to talk to has to immediately pay for you to go somewhere. So like, yeah, I, I don't, I, well, I'm not, I don't do that. So I can't offer advice for that because I don't know how I'm just talking from experience with writing. If anybody's interested in, um, in, in that aspect of videography and um, photography, then it could be something that um, we could get some information together from either um, Sean or Andrew. Well, people can always message me. I'm trying to be a nice guy nowadays. So um, if you message me, I'll always reply and have a good old, give you some proper sound. Really? What, did you have sex last night? I'm just trying to be a nice guy. Okay. A lot of people get the wrong impression of me. <laughs> We're fucking late for that. Oh. Um, right, Fuglo Phillips, what's next? Tom Cumber 22 said, any rumours of what Barsha is doing in 2021? Maybe GPs. Oh, thanks, Tom, for the purchases. Appreciate that. I just, oh, every, A, don't know where he's going to go in 2021. I could see him going back to Yamaha purely because Yamaha can't get anyone better and Barsha can't get anything better. He's going to move to England when he's retired. And obviously that GP rumour has been floating around forever. Yeah. Um, and that would be, he would be a great addition to the MXGP series. Yeah, but where's he, yeah, but even there, where's he going to go in MXGP? Maybe he could get the second spot of Gas Gas, but Monticelli's riding for free. Barsha's not going to ride for free. Like, uh, what about what about Tonus's ride at Wilvo? I don't. I doubt that is as well How paid you know? as Barsha. Well, because Sewer and Paulan are obviously better paid, so it's mm. a third. So it's the third rung of that ladder. That that is your first first question you ask uh, Louis Vosters when you return to MXGP. What? How much he pays? I his challenge orders? you. No, challenge you to find out whether he's looked at um, Justin Barsha. And, whether no, and also, Barsha's struggling with the Yamaha, so I don't exactly feel like getting on a Yamaha in GPs would be the number one idea or concept. Okay. Well, that's just a fault. I can't see him ever doing GPs. I could see him doing a GP, maybe as a fill-in at some point. Like Maybe he retires, and then the very next year he's a fill-in. I had a conversation two years ago with his mum. And he was very close to signing for GPZ, and he was looking for a GP deal, and that was his mum. Yeah, and it never happened. No, so if he was but you're close saying, then, like, I can't see it happening. And exactly, it it was close. He was at more of a. He was more so at his peak then, and would have been more in demand in GPs. And yeah, yeah, it still didn't happen. But the difference is, he wasn't married and and wasn't with um, his wife then. So now he's. You know, he's more, you know, he's, he's come to England. He's, he's spent quite a bit of time in England, even hung out at Fat Cats. But what I'm saying is that now he's in a better place to do that. One of, one of the things what Roger Larson, Roger Larson said there's only a handful of riders he could think who could transition over to the MXGP series. And they have to be a certain way. Oh, yeah, um, cool. Because of the culture, because of the food, because of everything. And in America, it's very, very different. So I, I, I do believe that... Um, Barsha, with how his life is, with uh, his, you know, with his wife and stuff like that, I think, I think he he would be one of those riders who could actually do quite well at MXGP, because I think he would embrace um, the culture and the changes. I just can't see it. I just can't see the right situation ever arising unless it's a fill-in deal, and he's either like say he retire, say he retires from America at the end of this year, is living in the UK. And then in March, so he's not even that, he's not far removed, a fill-in ride comes up. Or even November, a fill-in ride comes up because someone's out for the season. Like, you know, 
I don't know. I think he's I just got, can't he's... see it. I just can't see how the situation can be right. He's got good contracts with with his sponsors, Alpine Stars and Arrow. I think he might be running Scott as well. I I, I got a feeling that if, if if he wanted to to push this, I think that there would be a lot of support um, to put him in MXGP because it would it would be huge. Yeah, but you want to know what? He's got what? he's got good sponsors with Alpine Stars, and yet Alpine Stars pay him a shit ton of money. Uh, GPs, all of the gear deals are team deals. So he'll be losing. He'll be waving bye-bye to that money. Uh, unless he is, unless he takes Alpine Stars into that team or goes into a team with Alpine Stars. What I'm saying is that there's variables there which open up possibilities. No, but what you've that, done there is you've just difficult. shrunk the possibility of potential landing spots to one or two places. And uh, going back to your uh, previous reference, the glove may fit. Alpine Star, okay, so Barsha goes to Alpine Stars and goes, look, I really want to do GPs. What do Alpine Stars go? Uh, well, we've, we've got Jeffrey Herlins in GPs, so like, the, the reason we pay you is because we kind of need the top guys in America. We're kind of sorted over there, but we don't really need anyone else. We've got Fevra, we've got Paul Lamb, we've got Sewer, we've, like, we've got Herlins. Okay. We've got I, I, you, have, you have your thought process. I, I would point, bet yeah. you a lot of money he will never do a full season of GPs as a full-time rider, like, not a fill-in. I will fucking love it if it gets announced next week that he's coming over to do MXGP. Yeah, I, will, I will fucking bury you. It's not going it, to... It's just... It's, I'll, I'll get that printed on a t-shirt as well. There are too many good riders already in GPs and not enough rides. Okay. Right, let's move on then. Aaron Azar22 said, what's the best MX boot on the market? Well, the reason I put this in here is because um, Layout sponsored this Ask Vice Anything section, and I have heard some very good things about their uh, boot. Okay. Might be worth um, checking out. Uh, so, okay. So, fr from a boot perspective, it depends on how much you want to spend. So, it depends on, um, like, if you want to spend... Uh, £500 on a boot or 450 quid on a boot, then that puts you in uh, Alpine Stars Tech 10 range, uh, Cities version and Gaon's SG12s. So, so that's what you're paying um, at £500. If you're looking for a £200 boot, then uh, £200, £300 or 250 that that bracket, then obviously there is the new Liat boot what's coming out. There's the, the Tech 7s. There are multitude of boots it, it all depends on on how much you want to spend it's like exactly the same thing is is a helmet what's the best helmet on the market do you want to spend 600 pound on a 60 where safety is absolutely phenomenal absolutely great helmet or do you want to spend 150 pounds it's a great question but i think um it's we, we know what the the, the 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 good boots are or the best boots are but it's the same as are you buying uh a Lamborghini, or are you buying a Range Rover Evoque? It's brilliant. Yeah, well, unfortunately, it's it's a great question. We just need to know what the what the budget is because um, there are some great brands, but then that some 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 boots at some levels are um, better than others. It's exactly the same with helmets and stuff like that. So uh, we can definitely go into that in a, in a lot more detail if you let us know what the uh, the price range is. And um, we can speak to uh, some boot experts out there. There are, believe it or not, there are plenty of them. 
I learned a lot yesterday about helmets um, regarding helmet safety and everything else. We had a visit yesterday from somebody and that was a very informative conversation. So it's actually amazing what goes into um, the technology and different things from like the, the Snell perspective to the, I think it's called the ECE, which is um, different ways of, of them understanding the strength of a helmet and, and where to test it. So I learned a lot. Um, so with boots, again, it's, it all depends on how much you want to spend. Personally, I've got, um, I've got tech tens. My advice with tech tens are always buy a size, uh, a size bigger because the, the booty, which comes with it is, um, is quite tight. So, um, I got caught out there. Uh, I've had city before I've had game before great boots. Um, I'm yet to check the, or test the, um, layout boots. But yeah, I'm per personally, I've kind of used Tech 10s over the past um, 10 years, I think. What about you, Lewis? What, what boots do you wear? All I know is that I've heard the Liat boots are really good. Yeah, um, definitely. But again, it's, uh, if you're looking for a £250 boot, you can't, go, you can't go wrong with that boot. If you're looking for a £500 boot, then obviously you're looking for um, a different type of product. I think that's a fair, fair assumption. It's the same thing with gear. It's the same thing with, with everything. If, if with neck braces, Liat, you don't cut corners. There's also the, um, the Atlas brace, what's available. I think there's an Alpine Stars one. But in theory, you know that uh, Liat is, is tried, tested, and is what they kind of originally built the company on. But yeah, next question. Thanks for that. No worries. I'm very passionate, very, very passionate. Hannah's. Johansson said Tony's last contract with KTM is he still going after 2021 we kind of covered it wouldn't be surprised yeah. if he's very much still going yeah I definitely think he he, he will be going in 2022 definitely and yeah. that is a wrap excellent great work Lewis uh, what are you going to be up to now uh, for the rest of the day literally just waiting for this calendar excellent that sounds like a, a really really Good life you're leading there. I was hoping that it was going to come out while we were doing this podcast, but unfortunately not. I did get one email that I thought might be it, but it's just that Gas Gas have announced a new trials bike. Very okay. disappointed. Very. So make sure you go over to Even Strokes. Uh, chance to win uh, one gripper uh, seat cover today. And also send in your questions next week. We're going to pick one winner to go away with an MX Vice t shirt. Huge thanks to everybody especially our sponsors, without those guys, we wouldn't be here. So Seven, Talon, Planet Moto, Kawasaki UK, Yoko Prox, Liat, Hinson, KYB, and Evenstrokes.com. Hopefully, we will be back next week and we will be talking about the big changes to the MXGP calendar. Say bye, Lewis. See ya. Bye. Bye. You are listening to the MX Vice Show. Talon wheels have been iconic in the industry for over 30 years. Designed, built, and manufactured in the UK. Talon wheels, sprockets, and footrests, and clutch baskets are used by professional riders like Jason Anderson, Zach Osborne, and Sean Simpson. Head over to www.talon-eng.co.uk for more info. Even Strokes is the newest e-commerce store in motocross. Built by motocross enthusiasts, Evenstrokes understands your need and offers all of the products you need for a weekend at the track. Shop now for Yoko, Alpine Stars, Fast House, and more at evenstrokes.com.
Liat, protecting riders from head to toe. Check out liat.com for more. Technical Touch have been supplying KYB OEM spare parts and factory kit suspension in Europe for decades. Many of the riders you see on track in the FIM Motocross World Championship are using KYB suspension from Technical Touch. Whether you are looking for factory kit suspension or KYB spare parts and oils, they have you covered. Shop now at www.technical-touch.com. Yoko have returned to top flight motocross with a bang. The Yoko Vili collection is made with racing in mind and designed to be the lightest and most flexible motocross gear on the market. Go to yokoeurope.com to locate your nearest dealer or shop online. Hinson is the world-leading manufacturer of clutch baskets, clutch covers, clutch discs, and springs for both dirt bikes and quads. Hinson products are used by many leading riders like HRC Honda, Monster Energy Kawasaki, KTM Factory Racing, and Monster Energy Yamaha Factory Racing. Shop for Hinson products at technical-touch.com. The MX Vice Show.